out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. America welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now, here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Good morning, everybody. Our guest today is David Eckert. He's a business development expert. He has served as a business development advisor to CEOs hailing from global entities like Disney, NBC, Shiat Day, as well as to partners from local and national service firms. He coaches service professionals on how to get more clients, which is a really great thing. He's also the founder of the newly launched Practice Boomers, an e-learning program that shows its members how to get their practices booming. Well, David, I think that our listeners are going to enjoy listening to you today. Welcome. Thanks so much, Cindy. It's great to have you. Great to be here. So do you want to talk about your background first and talk a little bit about being um, a business development expert and coach and then go into practice boomers because we have quite some time? Sure, no, no trouble at all. Um, you know, very quickly about my background, you know, I, I have a, a background in entertainment and marketing and um, I was doing a lot of executive coaching with, um, with CEOs of smaller companies and then I met my wife who's an attorney and she pointed out that the system that I had developed of taking an idea to market and helping to sell that idea was actually something that people in the professional services world uh, would really benefit from because, you know, here we have consultants and advisors of various sorts, attorneys, CPAs, who learn a technical skill, maybe it's law, maybe it's accounting, and then they, uh, you know, they go into that line of work expecting that They've just dodged the sales bullet. Aha, I didn't become a salesman. I'm now a lawyer or I'm now an accountant. I'm now going to be able to advise for a living. I'm going to get to, you know, think and talk and people are going to hire me for that. And then the reality sets in, which is that uh, without those sales skills, it's going to be very challenging for them to, um, to bring in the clients that they want to serve. And so at some point, most of them, unless they're, you know, in a large institution somewhere that's just putting all of those clients on the table for them, they come to the realization that they're going to have to eat what they kill, so to speak. So, um, well, particularly I, uh, particularly I, for service professionals, I think. If, you're a, if you are a born and bred salesperson and you have sales in you and you've run sales teams, I think that you probably have the experience to sell almost anything. But a service professional that's brought in, let's say, to a law firm, um, you know, to practice law, to litigate, and then all of a sudden they're given the responsibility to bring in business. That Those are the ones that you could probably help the most, I would imagine. Yeah, and those are the ones that I work with. I mean, I'm, I'm 
very rarely brought in to work with a sales team because, to your point, you know, they already have those skills, they have that training. But there's this, there is this anomaly out there, this group of people who, uh, you know, are trained in their technical ability but never in the entrepreneurial piece that ties into survival uh, in their market. Yeah, so, yeah that's, that's, really true. that's what I've been... That's what I've been, you know, focusing on uh, for the last 14 years or so. And, um, and you mentioned Practice Boomers. Practice Boomers is uh, an e-learning uh, program that we just developed that basically does that same thing. It teaches, you know, service professionals how to get more clients, but it does it through a, an online platform. All right. So, you know, talk about the development of Practice Boomers. We've established the fact that, you know, you coach service professionals in, you know, in sales techniques and business development, okay? So Practice Boomers is very new. You just launched it, um, and it sounds like it's a natural evolution and an organic strategic alliance. The two certainly sound like they could be related to each other. Um, sure. But talk about Practice Boomers and how it's going to work and how you could subscribe and what the benefits are. It's kind of like your little club, your little virtual club. Which I hope right. gets very big. <laughs> right. Well, um, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, I had a, a moment last year when I was really looking at my own business development um, with uh, a, a fairly bleak eye. I, you know, I was also in the same model of having to eat what I kill, and uh, it's it can be a real drag. You know, there's a lot of networking that goes into that. There's uh, a lot of traveling around and talking to a lot of people in the hopes that at some point they're going to, uh, you know, engage my services. And um, while, you know, I, I do this for a living, so I'm, I'm fairly good at it, it is exhausting. And it's not necessarily my favorite part uh, of the game. I'm a service professional, too, and I'd much rather be um, providing the service than going out there and selling the service. So, you know, at some point, Last year, I just started doing some, some reflecting and uh, kind of imagined myself in another 10 years, and I thought, man, I just I don't want to be that guy who's running all over town, taking a bunch of meetings, hoping that you know, people are going to engage me and trying to convince them that you know, my services or the services of my team are really exactly what they need. So I thought, okay, how do we get out of this model? It seems like an antiquated, inefficient model. How do we start to think outside the box a little bit. And um, I started to uh, notice in other markets, people were starting up membership sites. And there was something really interesting about that because obviously it implies a passive revenue model. It also uh, implies the kind of leverage that the internet can provide in that you, know, you have members, you have customers, you have clients who are ex accessing what you have to deliver um, all over the world. You know, it's no longer about you driving there or flying there to meet with them. Right. So, um, so I just, I took these 14 years of, you know, curriculum and started to lay them out into, okay, what would it look like if there was a weekly lesson? And, uh, and those lessons all built on each other and it was all taking you through, uh, you know, how to become a really effective business developer. And the lessons, you know, started covering things as basic as just time management because obviously if you don't have the time to develop business or to dedicate to it, 
you're not going to be very effective. And, and then taking that into um, notions like branding, and we can talk a little bit more about that today. I can give you sort of a, a sample of it. But, you know, service professionals never really learn how to brand themselves. They, they tend to speak in fairly generic terms, and you ask them what they do. Oh, I'm a financial advisor, and I, you know, I work with high net worth individuals, or I'm a attorney and I work with the middle market. You know, they, there's just a lot of sort of broad stroke uh, stuff that just makes your eyes glaze over. So we, we definitely spend a lot of uh, focus on how to brand yourself effectively, effectively so you, you don't sound like everybody else who does what you do, and then moving into how to ask for referrals from your client base, another skill that nobody teaches you, but it's you know really important to be able to do that because the clients are the best referral source. And just you know on and on, there's, there's uh, so much material uh, that I found that I could put into a program like this, and I'm using video as a way of teaching these lessons. Um, one of the philosophies is that nobody has a lot of time to sit through a you know one-hour webinar with some guy in a talking head on their computer screen telling them what to do. So we keep these video lessons very short. They're only about five minutes long. They're full of images, and you know it's it, a lot of um, really dynamic visuals going on, so that it's exciting and interesting to watch. But then at the end, there's a takeaway. It's like okay, you've 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 you understand this concept. Now go out and do this toward your branding, or now go out and ask a client for a referral based on the technique that you just learned. Well, I think that's um, fantastic. So that's and the heart of it, you know. Certainly very telegenic, so I think that's uh, you know, helpful to you and practice boomers. Now, what's the, is there a subscription fee? How does that work? Sure. Well, the other thing that um, the Internet affords me to do is have my services become all of a sudden a lot more uh, economically viable for a wider audience. So. Uh, at the basic level, the subscription is $75 a month, which is, you know, way less than what one would pay for a consultant or a coach to come and work with them on a monthly basis. And uh, at the highest level of membership, uh, it comes with a mastermind group, which is essentially uh, a conference call every other week with a group of other members who are playing kind of at the top of their, at their game with business development. And they share ideas and, and uh, strategize and support each other, give each other accountability. And that's two hundred dollars a month. Oh, listen! It's um, you know what you did is you created sort of um, you know a real wonderful virtual you know coaching service, and um, it, it is an e-learning, but it's coaching people in how to do business better. And when you think about it, you know it's really a discount if you're getting some of the same services that you would be giving an individual client just by being a part or subscribing to. People boomer, practice boomers, excuse me, um, you know, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, you know, it's not even about are you saving money on the coaching. It's about, you know, the clients that people are already starting to get by using these uh, techniques in the program uh, is making the $75 or the $200, you know, a, a, a pretty uh, reasonable investment. Right. Well, I mean, you know, I think that with everybody out there, there's a lot of people out there that might be considering coaching, but they do find it cost prohibitive. And, yeah, um, you know, I know that you're emphasizing the value and you're doing the right thing by doing so, but I think that you would get a lot of people inter interested just in knowing that they can have access to, you know, a wonderful experience, business development coach like you, and tap into the magic, and yet there's a cost efficiency to it. And basically, really, that's the upside for the end user in 
any kind of e-learning um, web platform. Yeah, you I know? think so. You so. can go, go through something like that at your own pace. You can, you know, turn on your computer and, and take in a piece of it at your convenience. So it's, uh, there's, there's a lot of positives to it. Well, it sounds really, really great, and I want to give you a lot of props and congratulations for getting to it because I know that you gave it a lot of thought, and I know that when I sat down with you and finally talked to you one-on-one -on -one at lunch, I was very, very intrigued and impressed by it, and I think that you'll do very, very well with it. Well, we have a, a few more segments to go. We are um, coming on our first commercial break, so I just wanted to give you that one minute little warning, but in the next couple of segments, I really want to talk to you about um, some of the things that we have discussed before the show, and you know, one of the things that you mentioned is that you see service professionals sabotage themselves um, in the ways that they communicate, and I'd love for you to illustrate some examples, and then we're going to talk about triggers, which I think is a favorite word of yours. Um, yeah, sounds great. You know, and... Um, well, we'll talk about creative ideas, too. We'll talk about, um, you know, some tools that you recommend. We'll talk a little bit about LinkedIn and uh, referrals a little bit more in depth and, you know, what to say during prospect meetings, too. So don't go away. Stand by. We'll have more with the wonderful David Eckert right after this commercial break. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At BR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. BR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of BR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.brpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. BR Public Relations. We do it all. www.brpublicrelations.com. Women in business today face many challenges in advancing their careers and reaching their goals. There are corporate executives, entrepreneurs, and business owners that have made their mark in business. Now you can learn their secrets and tips. Listen to Women Mean Business as your host, Bonnie Marcus, explores how to thrive in the business environment, navigate the workplace, and climb the corporate ladder. Listen live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and effectively promote yourself today. Tune in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's practical, positive solutions for a happy, empowered, and successful life. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Popeye Con! 
Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in at 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Here's Cindy Rakowitz. We're back, and we're talking with David Eckhart, and we are talking about his newly launched Practice Boomers, an e-learning program that shows its members how to get their practices booming. And... Um, David, we were going to talk about um, service professionals. You're working with them. You want to help them develop their business. Um, they need you to help them develop their business because they're trained pretty much to do their trade, not necessarily to be sales and marketing people all the time. So how do you see them sabotage themselves um, sometimes in the way that they communicate? I'd love to hear some examples. Sure. Well, I think that you know service professionals um, do, like all of us, they talk about what they know. And what they know best is the advice that they give. So when you hire an attorney or you hire a consultant, they'll show up, they'll start giving you advice, they'll start giving you some guidance, and that's really where they're in their comfort zone. So when you are networking with one or when you, know, you meet one in the elevator and you, know, they, you, you say, what do you do? They start talking about the uh, the service that they provide, and perhaps even the characteristics of the kinds of clients that they would work with. So here's an example. Someone might say, oh, well, I'm a, I'm a wealth advisor with Smith Barney. Uh, my team and I manage portfolios for the unique investment needs of high net worth individuals, and we integrate our uh, investment services with a comprehensive review of our client's financial situation. Right? And, you know, the, you get off the elevator scratching your head going, first of all, I'm not sure if any of that was English. <laughs> and, um, and secondly, uh, I guess I understand, okay, they're, they're, they are wealth advisors, so, yeah, they're, they're helping people manage their money, and I guess they're looking for rich people because there was something in there about high net worth individuals. Okay, well, you know, if I ever run into someone who's rich, I'll, I'll you know, maybe I'll give them a call. You know, it, 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 this wealth advisor hasn't really set the people that he or she is talking to up in a way where they can funnel business back to that person. And, you know, the elevator isn't necessarily even the best example. I mean, it's, it's great because, you know, there's a 20-second there's a conversation in an elevator, so make it count. But if this is particularly true with our friends, our colleagues, our referral sources, our clients even, the people who we want to educate in how to make referrals back to us. So, you know, it always works a lot better to get away from characteristics. So don't talk about, oh, you know, my clients are rich, you know, high net worth individuals. Don't talk about my clients are generally, you know, companies in the Los Angeles area or in the, in the New York area. These are, no one sits down with their friend and says, you know, are you rich or are you still in the New York area? We don't think about things that way. We don't think in terms of characteristics. What should we he, what, what would that, what, how would you advise that elevator conversation to be? Well, we'll get into that because there's a number of different ways that you can do that to make it memorable and to make it productive. But, um, you know, the, the characteristics piece really uh, is, is best substituted with triggers. And let me tell you what I mean by triggers. So, Let's say, Cindy, you and I are having coffee after this interview and, you know, oh, good, the interview went well, and so what have you been up to, Cindy, right? And the last thing you're going to tell me is, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm still working with 
businesses and such and such uh, a uh, uh, such and such a characteristic, you're going to tell me about what's new. You're going to say, oh well, you know, we I don't know, I I just bought a new car and. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, I'm, uh, I'm cha- moving my offices over to another place or my, my business is expanding. You know, this radio show is really uh, leading to some great new opportunities for me and now I find myself traveling to the East Coast a lot, right? You're going to tell me about what's new. You're going to tell me the news. And, that would, the and that would be a nice, that's a, that's a good, that, that's on the right road to a good trigger, yeah, I think so because I'm asking. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. Because in my head, I'm going to be thinking, oh, she's moving her offices. I should connect her with this guy I know who helps businesses move. Or, oh, she's going to New York. You know, there's someone in New York who uh, is really well networked, and you should meet them because they can get you connected to a lot of the key players in the New York area. So you see, everything that I'm thinking of is useful and helpful and relevant to what's going on in your life. And we've gotten away from the generic stuff of, you know, let's say, again, we'll go back to this wealth advisor. If I'm having coffee with the wealth advisor and the wealth advisor is, you know, uh, trying to focus a lot on the high net worth individuals, I don't think in my brain, well, who do I know who has a lot of money and needs an investment? I don't even know that stuff. People don't talk about that over coffee. But he might you know, tell me, well, I'm, I'm, you know, working a lot with people where there's been a transfer of wealth, like people who've just been through a divorce. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, I can tell you some people who've just been through a divorce and who might actually be, you know, looking at a very different financial situation could probably use some guidance. Or if he says, you know, um, one of the things that I really like to work with is people who've just come into an inheritance because they find their their life situation, their financial situation suddenly really different. Oh, inheritance. Yeah, okay, great. I actually know someone whose father just passed. Let me see if I can connect the two of you. You see, now it's a much more relevant connection than the sort of vagaries that we tend to talk about when we're focusing on characteristics. Well, I think that's very helpful. I want my listeners to really take note. I mean, don't just give, um, you know, don't give a monotone job description or bullet points about, what you do, um, you could really just read that somewhere. But when you're making an impression on somebody, be a human being. <laughs> Talk about the things that are newest in your life, and it, what you do for a living will most likely connect somehow. Am I getting it a little bit? I'm trying to be a student. No, no, you're doing great. You know, the one thing to sort of underscore about all of it is that when you talk about what you do, get away from talking about the kinds of people or the kinds of companies you work with. Talk about the moment in time that would trigger them to pick up the phone and call you. So don't talk about, you know, I work with middle market companies or I work with middle market distribution and manufacturing companies. You see, these are all characteristics of those companies. Talk about how you help companies when they're going through a merger. It's very interesting. You help companies when they're entering a new market. It's, um, you know, you need to know, you need to know and learn how to articulate both things pretty well, the, the mm-hmm. positive triggers, but, you know, there are times when you're asked, you know, do you work with the small, medium, large-sized businesses, and then you have to be very articulate in answering that question, you know, yeah, I mean, sometimes, because the person that you're with really wants to know, and that's when you really have to be ready to answer those questions, you know, articulately and know what you're talking about. But I think you're talking about more of a, uh, you know, an organic, a a chemistry connection between people. 
so that you break through the clutter as being something more than just a walking job description. Yeah, and I think it's also in um, educating the people, the, the clients in your life, the colleagues in your life, in how to be your outside sales force because if they like you and they think you do a good job and they want you to succeed, they want to send you a referral, then you've got to give them the tools to do that effectively. And, and if, you know what? You, know, you also have to, what I've learned, particularly I've made the shift from being a, you know, a corporate officer to a service provider. So the lessons have been very, val very valuable to me, um, very valuable to me. It's, um, it, it's really trying to connect with the person, really trying to find a way that there's a dialogue and not just be um, unilateral and monotone in just talking about yourself. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's really critical. You know, that um, takes us into another component of this uh, branding, really, is what we're talking about. You know, how, how you uh, connect your name or what you do in people's minds to something that they'll remember. And that's that, you know, um, it's very easy for us in the professional world, and I think this is true across the board, to fall into a persona of perfection where we want to, you know, we want to be the one who's got it all together. We want to be the one who ne never has any flaws. We want to be the one who never makes a mistake. And we think that that's actually going to be the best way to sell ourselves to our network. And, you know, there's certainly there's certainly professionalism is important, and it's a selling point, no question. But it also easily takes us into this realm of being very sterile and being hard to relate to if we never let down our guard and, you know, talk about maybe something that we're struggling with or something that where we're growing. Uh, you know, that, that's one area that I really try to encourage people to be liberal with when they're talking is, where, what are you working on? Where are, you, where are you growing? What challenges do you recognize in your market or perhaps in your firm or your company that you're actively working on? Because you see that message is important. You don't want to say, oh, you know, we, uh, we're terrible when it comes to client service, but we don't care. You know, that's definitely not the message. No, no, not at all. Say. And you know what? I have to say for my listeners, I really have to say this, that because you are so magnetic in your personality, um, the real-life story is, is that I felt very comfortable letting you know my challenges. And I, that's really the thing that, you know, connected us at lunch and had us, you know, it drew us to sit together at lunch because yes. I asked you the question, and I think it, there was a successful trigger where I said, do people really resonate when they say, oh, I'm really busy, things are great, wonderful, great? <laughs> yes. Remember when I asked you that question yeah, at a networking yeah. lunch? And, um, you know, you gave me a very thoughtful, you're a very pensive, intellectual person, and you said, well, there's got to be something beyond that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think that people are just going to, you know, you're, you're just going to kind of disappear because there's nothing, you're, you're not connecting in any way. You're not giving a trigger in any way. And you yeah. made me feel very comfortable in letting you know what my challenges were, and I think that you remembered me because I became human because I wasn't just this, you know, successful brand guru, right? I mean, I became right. a human being that was having, you know, identifying issues and obstacles and struggles and creating new goals, and you connected with that. Right, and that's the moment where you became interesting and became someone that I wanted to get to know better, somebody that I might potentially refer to. You know, if you had presented yourself as the perfect automaton, I would have just forgotten about you. 
I know. It's, well, I think that's the most important thing that can be learned from this particular show is that don't, don't try to sell yourself as being, you know, um, this, this, perfectly, this perfectly molded marble because it doesn't break through the clutter. We're going to have to take another commercial break, David, and I'm having a really good time with you on the show, and I know that we'll talk about more triggers and um, more everyday ideas, um, you know, um, with LinkedIn and newsletters and all of that kind of stuff, and I'm looking... We're looking forward to hearing more from you in the Eckhart Advisory. Stand by, don't go away. Ask the experts. Call toll free right now. 1 866 472 5787. And ask our all star team to answer your question. That's 1 866 472 5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. In the spirit of Have Couch Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling. Whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Never be satisfied. Let that be a lesson you take away from Double Time with Double D, featuring businessman and former NFL star Dave Duerson. We'll talk about the NFL with special focuses on the game itself, and Double D will take your calls and answer your emails live on the show. It's not Football 101, but rather an in-depth look in the locker room, on the field, away from the field, and opening up the mind of the player. The program will also feature positive messages. So tune in to Double Time with Double D, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Get free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call 866-472-5788. Let's get back to Stars of PR. Here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. 
We're back, and we're talking to the founder of Practice Boomers, something that you really ought to look into. And what's the URL, David? Practiceboomers.com. Very easy. You did that very, very, very smart. you got to click into practiceboomers.com now and see what it's all about. Sign up for something that works for you. I think David is terrific, and I can't, I'm one of those people that, I'm kind of jaded, and I don't talk about people who help me very much, but I'm learning to, and David has helped me so very much in one conversation, and I really have to say that, because most people who have been listening to my show for six years knows that I'm the one with a big mouth that gives everybody else <laughs> advice, and um, I am just humbled and wanted to really bring to people's attention that this is a man that really knows what he's talking about for all kinds of service professionals who might have all kinds of sticks. And when I say stick, they put up obstacles for themselves. Um, mm. And David, I know you see that all the time. Yeah, well, it's, it's never intentional, obviously. It's just, uh, it, I think it just comes back to what we were saying earlier. You know, the, they're trained to do what they are technically competent at really well. And, you know, we just we don't have a lot of training in the sales and the marketing, which uh, is critical if we're, gonna, if we're going to bring in the clients so that we can serve them in the way that we want to. No, exactly, and I want really I want people to tap into you because in this economy, it's not only personalities and ops, you know obstacle building. It you know people I guess you know as a defense they feel that you know they have to really try harder to do everything they can to make themselves more attractive, and sometimes they just don't do the right thing. They just need a little bit of guidance. You know, yeah. selling harder doesn't always work. It's like hitting your head against the wall harder. <laughs> yeah. And well, I think it's interesting you say selling harder because I think perhaps the, the way to rethink that is to sell deeper. I, no, and, I like that. that. Yes, into what we were right. just saying, you know? I think, you know, when I say sell harder, it, it's, um, I meant sometimes you try so hard if a person really isn't feeling good about yeah. their business and, you know, they'll put up these you know, they will, they will try really almost too hard. And that doesn't create a great connection. I mean, we always know that. It's in business. It's in your personal life. I mean, you got to just kind of, you know, find the zen about it, I guess, for lack of a better description. Um, now, David, you talk about, um, you know, all kinds of tools that, you know, service professionals and small businesses on every day. You mentioned e-newsletters, and then you um, suggested that we have a discussion about whether or not these things actually work, and I'd love your insights on that. Sure. Well, um, you know, these, uh, these insights usually are um, put into a blog that I send out every week, so if your listeners are interested in this sort of thing uh, on a more regular basis, they can always go to accurateadvisory.com, A-C-K-E-R-T, advisory.com. There's a, um, a place there where they can put in their email. They'll get uh, one of these blogs every week. And, you know, one that uh, we released recently was talking about the, um, the e-newsletter and whether or not these things are even worth doing. You know, it seems more and more like everyone now needs to have uh, you know, an e-newsletter to send out to everybody, and, you know, this goes out once a month, and maybe it's boilerplate, or maybe they actually bother to draft some of it internally. But yeah, I don't know. I, I delete most of them. Uh, there's very few that I'll actually open. And, and this is even true of people who I have a good relationship with. At the end of the day, it just comes down to a time management issue. 
I don't have time to read everybody's, you know, state of the nation address on their firm or their market <laughs> trends or whatever it is they think they, they are trying to, you know, put in there to make sure that they stay top of mind for me. Yeah, no, I agree. What, what's better, David? I mean, I think, I, you know, you do really well. You do these very slick um, blogs. I mean, that are very interesting. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know how to hook people in. I think you know how to um, create a headline that encourages dialogue. Um, you know, you give the little short strokes, and then if a person wants to click into it, they have that option rather than, you know, sending these pedantic long State of the Union um, addresses about their businesses. I think that, you know, you've found the way to make it more interesting, draw people in rather than repelling them. And you use social networks for the lot. I mean, you've, you've learned the art of how to um, use each social media platform and how to get people excited about what you're blogging about that way. It's very, very different approach and probably a much more magnetic one. Well, thank you. Um, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about some of the things that I'm doing, and I, I have found there to be some good success here. I mean, we, we get about 30% of the, the blogs, uh, the blog announcements that we, sent, that we send out, 30% um, are read, and so uh, it's a, you know, a, respectable, um, a respectable average given the, the ratio uh, that most people encounter. And for me, the philosophy is not so much, let me just get my name in front of you in your inbox so that you think about me. For me, it's much more about, okay, how can I provide you specifically a unique value? Now, that's obviously, it's, it may be a challenge if you're sending it out to referral sources and you don't provide a service that they directly need. So for instance, if I was in real estate, and I'm sending out, you know, well, here's, here's how the market is trending and here's the impact on the real estate market. And I have a bunch of, you know, referral sources that range from consultants to CPAs to business owners to, you know, attorneys. They may not really care about, you know, how the real estate market is trending right now. So it, it is tricky in that regard. And to those people, I would say, you know, you, you can't really do what I'm doing because what I'm doing is I'm actually putting together a, a tip, like a business development tip that that person themselves can use. But what you can do is use your e-newsletter as a platform to forward different relationships that are meaningful to you. So let me, let me say that in another way. Let's say in your e-newsletter you have a section where you interview um, someone who is kind of a key player in your market. So, oh, great, we'll go back to the real estate. I'm a real estate, I don't know, consultant or a real estate attorney, and I have this spotlight on an expert section in my e-newsletter. So the first part of it is all about, you know, trends in the market, blah, 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 that's fine. And then at the bottom I say, you know, today we're interviewing, um, you know, so-and-so, John Smith, and John is one of the uh, preeminent developers in this region. And uh, so what I've done is I picked up the phone and I've called up John and I said, hi, John, you know, I put out this e-newsletter. It goes out to a bunch of people in the market. And um, every month we spotlight uh, one of the, the leaders in the industry. And I'm wondering if you'd spend five minutes on the phone with me so I can just ask you a couple questions and get your perspectives on this or that. 
Now, most people have enough of an ego to recognize that, you know, there's a little free PR here and it's going to feel good for them to be the spotlight expert of the month. So they'll say, yes, I very rarely run into people who just don't have the time of day for me. So um, great, now you've got, you've had some time with John Smith, you've developed a relationship there. John Smith is obviously, you know, the ideal client or the ideal target for you as the real estate attorney or the real estate consultant. Now you put John Smith's interview in your e-newsletter, and guess what? It doesn't matter if anybody reads your e-newsletter because your e-newsletter just did a great deal toward forwarding your relationship with a key, with a key prospect. Right, because you made a connection. Yeah, you made a connection, and you basically used your e-newsletter as a platform for prospecting uh, your own market. Now, you know, great, if people read your newsletter, fine. If they click on it, if they notice it, it can all go in the spam filter because what was important about your e-newsletter, you just started to rethink its functionality, is that it's really just there to give you an opportunity to pick up the phone, call up people who would normally never take your call, get to know them, give them a sense of what you do, and uh, have them participate. And now you can take it one step further. Then when you release your e-newsletter, you print out a copy, you go to John Smith's office, you bring a bottle of wine, you say thank you, here's how it ended up looking, you know, we, we really did it, made a, uh, we really tried to um, make, put you in the best light here in the e-newsletter. Uh, it was sent out to over a thousand people, uh, and you know, hopefully it will lead to some more exposure from you. I mean, I know a lot of times e-newsletters get ignored, but we also have people who read them. And uh, I just wanted to stop by and thank you for your time and, and drop off this bottle of wine, which I spoke to your secretary. Apparently, you really, you really like Bordeaux, so, you know, enjoy. You, look, you've gone so far at this point towards having a meaningful connection with this, you know, John Smith. And this was someone who never would have taken your call a month ago. Well, yeah. Well, I instead of connecting with thousands, you've made a significant connection with one. <laughs> yes, and that connection you were going to make with thousands would have been infinitesimal at best given how e-newsletters tend to be ignored. So I would say you've definitely, <laughs> you've definitely taken more ground. Well, I, think that's, I think that's great advice, kind of like my radio show. I make a lot of um, intimate connections with a lot of people, one show at a time. Yeah. And yeah, sure. um, I'm glad that you're a part of it. Talk about LinkedIn a little bit, David. You know, how sure. do you... I know that you are a user of it and you probably are a proponent of it. Um, we have a couple of more minutes in this segment and then we can, you, you could just give me your overview. All right, well, I'll, I'll tease LinkedIn and then we'll, uh, we'll get into a little more in the next segment. But I will say this about it. It is the secret weapon that barely anybody is using. And even still with, you know, this whole kind of new focus on social media and business that we're, we're seeing, the statistics show that most people who are on LinkedIn are dormant users. That is to say, they opened an account at some point, maybe they threw their picture up there, maybe they filled out their profile, and maybe they accept other people when they, you know, uh, when they link with them. But that's about it. They don't actually go to LinkedIn. They don't actually proactively use the resource. And when we come back from the segment, I can talk a little bit about why it's so important to do it and why it will make the networking and the business development that you do so much more efficient. Well, then don't go away because David Eckert is going to share some of his LinkedIn secrets. So stand by for our last segment. Don't go away. Talk, talk, talk. 
That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At BR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. BR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of BR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.brpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. BR Public Relations. We do it all. www.brpublicrelations.com. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. Emotional intelligence has been documented to be the most important skill for a leader to move up in an organization. Leaders Playbook will unpack what emotional intelligence is, why it is important, and how you can raise your emotional intelligence for yourself, your direct reports, and your team. Join Dr. Relly Nadler every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern to the Leaders Playbook on the Voice America Business Channel. Your success, your success could depend on it. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788 and you can have one. Okay, maybe not, but she will answer your questions. Back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. We're in our last segment, believe it or not, with um, business development expert and guru, David Eckert, and founder of Practice Boomers, which you'll hear more about if you go back to the beginning of the show, if you're just tuning in now, because it's archived in perpetuity. Um, David, let's talk about LinkedIn a little bit and share with us your thoughts and how it could be used best as a tool. Sure. So when we're out there networking, we're out there trying to drum up business for ourselves, we you know, invariably have to interact with other people. We may sit down over a cup of coffee or a lunch or what have you with a colleague or with someone who we think might be a referral source, and we begin a conversation that, uh, you know, is intended to give them a sense of what we do or remind them if it's been a little while since we've seen them and we might talk about the kinds of clients that we work with, the kinds of things that we're doing. All of this is in the hopes that at some point in their brain they're going to make the connection and go, oh, you should talk to Mary. Mary absolutely needs your services. Let me see if I can connect the two of you. Right? This would be the ideal outcome of that sort of a networking meeting or that sort of a lunch. In fact, 
even more ideal would be five or six Marys who uh, all end up becoming clients. And so we have meeting after meeting and lunch after lunch, and it can become very discouraging because the fact of the matter is the human brain isn't really designed that way. It isn't designed to make those connections. It meanders, we get distracted, someone says, oh, do you know anyone who could use my legal services? And the truth is we know about 20 people who could use that legal service, but we don't think of any of them in that moment. We draw this blank. In fact, if anything, when you're asked a direct question, we tend to kind of freeze in the headlights a little bit because we're put on the spot. So what we'll come back with to them with is, you know what, let me think about it. Let me go back to my office and just let me think about it. Let me see if there's anybody I can think of who, you know, could be useful to connect with you. But then we don't think about it. We go back to our office and we see that there's been 27 emails while we were away at lunch and four voicemails. And that thing that we were supposed to turn in at the end of the day is, you know, three hours away from its deadline and we got to jump on it. So the whole process is just profoundly inefficient uh, this, you know, networking, this business development in its traditional form. Then along comes LinkedIn. And LinkedIn essentially gives you the permission to read other people's minds. I <laughs> so like that, no David. I know you like it, too. <laughs> yeah, so you're no longer waiting for them to make that connection in their mind. You actually do all the heavy lifting. You say, you know what, you just sit. You sit and work. Don't worry about it. I'm going to connect with you on LinkedIn. I'm going to go in and see who you know. I'm going to tell you, oh, I want to meet this Mary and that Mary and this Mary and that Mary. And then all you have to do is tell me if you're comfortable making the introduction. You can say to me, you know what, the, the first person you mentioned, I actually don't know them all that well. I don't think it's appropriate to make a connection. And this other person, they're actually a client. That would be kind of sensitive for me. I'm not really comfortable with that one. But the other two people you mentioned are fine. One of them's an old college buddy, and the other one's a colleague here at work. Absolutely, I'll connect the two of you. Now, the key is that you've got to bring this rather, you know, sterile, impersonal tool, this social media tool of LinkedIn, into a, you know, onto a human platform so that, you know, it feels good to make the connection. And in order to do that, you've got to pick up the phone. So use LinkedIn to do the research. Enter a few keywords. If you work with, you know, companies that do import, then just put import into the you know, search term and narrow the search a little bit so it's local if that's appropriate to your business. And lo and behold, everyone in import, export who's either working in that field or has once worked in that field will show up. And then pick up the phone and say, oh, Cindy, it turns out you know four people in import, export. And that's you know, definitely an area I'm looking to um, meet some people in. How, let me just l list these four people. And you tell me if you're comfortable making that introduction. And if not, I totally understand. So now, it all, you know, it's really, it's research and then the people-to-people -people connection really should be on the phone, obviously. Absolutely, absolutely. You, know, you can't just be a LinkedIn geek. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you, you know, the other thing is the you, you also and, don't want to just, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, it's okay. We're saying the same thing. We're um, saying exactly the same thing. So, you know, continue. Is there any tricks that you like? I know that you already went through the identification and you know, the, the researching, if you will, seeing who people are connected to and making a conversation with a person to see if something, you know, is right. It, and in etiquette, I want to ask your opinion about this. It's perfectly fine to say I don't feel comfortable introducing you to that person because, isn't it? It is, but, you know, I'll say that the 
uh, it's the responsibility is really on the asker to make it as comfortable as possible. So I would say, I, but here's the last thing I would do. I would never show up to a lunch with a printout of someone else's LinkedIn contacts and say, you know, I took the liberty of going through LinkedIn before we sit down, and I've circled these nine names. Here, let me slide the t piece of paper across the table, and you tell me if you're interested. You know, that's just putting the other person on the spot way too much. What you might do is send them an email in advance of the meeting or in advance of the phone call and say, hey, I happen to be on LinkedIn. I'm really kind of getting my arms around it. And it's actually a pretty robust tool. And I've discovered that there are some people that I'm interested in getting to know who are connections of yours. Let me know if you'd be comfortable with this, if you know, you're comfortable with LinkedIn. And I well, invite you to do the same with me. Please look me up and see if there's anyone that you'd like to meet. And that way we'll make sure that you know, the call or the lunch is really productive. Now, if they dodge that in any way, if they say, oh, you know, I'm not a big LinkedIn fan or what, you know, they'll find some way of saying, I don't really want to do this with you. And then obviously you'd want to respect that. But I would say, you know, creep into it as respectfully as possible. Send the email first, you know, on the call, let, let them know what you have in mind so that at no point in time do they feel like, oh my gosh, this person's stalking my contacts and trying to, you know, get introductions out of me. Like you never want them to, feel that way, and you can do a lot toward making sure that it never goes in that direction by being respectful. I think that's such helpful advice. I've been in situations where, um, you know, people have emailed me or, you know, linked to me and have said, you know, hey, can you make an intro? I know, you know, you're, you know this person. That person would be a great prospect for me. Um, can you make the introduction? I don't even really know the person who's asking for the introduction, so why would I really make an introduction if it's somebody that I don't really know yet? Right, right. It, yeah, you have to know the person a little bit, right? No, absolutely, and, and that's why I'm not a big fan of InMail. So, you know, InMail is the service that LinkedIn provides where you can actually directly send uh, an email to somebody that you don't even know just because you both happen to be members of LinkedIn. Um, I, I very rarely has anyone sent me an email where I've actually thought, oh, this would be a useful connection. Sure. I, you know, most of the time just I'm not comfortable with that kind of a cold approach. I'd like to know that we have someone in common, and ideally I'd like that person that we have in common to make the introduction because then there's an endorsement there and my comfort level goes way up. Yeah, I think you're really right. Okay, well, what else in terms of tools do you want to talk about? We have a, you know, three minutes left to the show, so I want to make sure that David's favorites in the Eckhart Advisory <laughs> is um, summarized at the end of the show in terms sure. of using some of these tools to make connections. Sure. Well, you know, since we're on the topic of social media, we'll just sort of stick with that. I mean, in Practice Boomers, we have a whole module on how to use social media effectively so that it doesn't take up a lot of time. That's, I think, people's primary concern is, oh, my gosh, there's Twitter, there's Facebook, there's LinkedIn, there's blogging. You know, what's appropriate for me? And at the end of the day, if I've bothered to venture into this direction at all, I've found that I could easily spend hours with nothing to show for all that effort. And it's, you know, an absolutely valid concern Social media can easily be the biggest time suck of your day if you don't uh, approach it thoughtfully and strategically. So what I would say to that is just pick one platform. If it's LinkedIn, great. Just you know, ignore Facebook, ignore Twitter. Just 
get to know LinkedIn and get comfortable with that. If for you Twitter is a little easier because it's kind of, you know, immediate gratification, it's fast, it's, you know, there's a lot going on there and it's fun to connect with people, then that's fine. Just get become become the Twitter guru, ignore the others. You know, you can always link your announcements across platforms with services like Ping FM. Uh, which, you know, that means if you make a tweet or you make a Facebook post, it automatically picks that, that announcement up and posts it on, uh, on LinkedIn or posts it wherever it is you want it to post. So you can leverage yourself in that way, but more, more importantly, I would just say get comfortable with one and then, you know, think a little bit about what is it that you're doing with this? What is it that you're trying to do? So Twitter's really good for driving traffic to your website, you know, and, and also, um, forming relationships with some key players out there who are in the Twitter sphere. So if that's your objective, then great, just focus on that. I find even with Twitter sometimes um, I'll pick up a tweet that I think is really clever or I just decide I like someone and I start retweeting their stuff and then I have to stop and think, wait a minute, I really got on Twitter to drive traffic to my website. So I'm not actually doing anything here that's all that productive. I'm just getting seduced by the fun of it. So you've got to stay disciplined to make sure that it doesn't end up eating into a lot of time. Well, you also have to have the right programmer, like the right, right SEO kind of person that's going to ensure that you could have um, the maximum optimization of driving your tweets to your website too, right? Yeah, I mean, SEO certainly um, covers a lot of different uh, components, you know, everything from search engine uh, optimization where people are actually typing a word into the search engine to find you to the uh, interface of social media. It's a, you know, you, that, that's a whole one-hour conversation with an SEO well, expert we'll there. Well, show then because like we're said, at the end. So I want to really thank you for joining me. I bet you that you really did think that this went a lot faster than you thought it would. They always do, Cindy, especially when you've got somebody facilitating who's dynamic and really knows, knows her stuff, which you do. Well, that's so very I, I really sweet. You certainly know yours, too. So thank you for joining us. I want everybody to check out Practice Boomers, please, because, you know, David Eckert and the Eckert Advisory, it's a real deal. Highly recommend him. Thanks, David, and have a great weekend. Thanks for the opportunity. All right. Everybody, take care. Enjoy the sunshine. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Please come back next Thursday and every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern for more insider information on the world of public relations with Cindy Rakowitz on Stars of PR. See you next week. I am an American idol. I've got synthetic to sell.